Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danka together with Ziaul Raushan. Today's topic is uh, slightly different. Once again, we visit uh, this whole notion of, you know, what if we were born into a world of sport? So, hypothetical. If your father or your mother was a famous pro athlete, what baggage comes with that? <laughs> I guess plenty of baggage, especially in a social media world, right? Every yeah. movement of mine is going to be under scrutiny. And if I then decide to pursue the sport that my parents did excel at, mm. I think that would be an insane amount of pressure for me to follow in their footsteps, especially if they were successful athletes. Gives you a nice head start in life, though, don't you think? Like, oh, my dad, my mom famous, it helps. Uh. I'm not sure about head starts. It certainly will open doors for It'll me because doors, yeah. if yeah. my parents were esteemed athletes, then they would have contacts, so to yeah. speak, but then it's ultimately still on me to follow through on the promise or the potential because I'm so-and-so's child, right? Yeah. So I, I would think it's more pressure than than anything else. You can become a singer even if you wanted to. Well, I, I've tried singing. I don't think many people have encouraged me in that direction, but so if you maybe have, not. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, although I, I have to say the daughter of uh, one of my favourite local footballers uh, from yesteryear is a brilliant singer and model as well. Okay. Um, and the other kids are all pro footballers. I think we're talking about the same person. We yeah. are talking about the same legend. Now, Ronaldinho's son, and this is the, the inspiration for this conversation, has joined the Barcelona setup. Yeah. Uh, it looks like his father, <laughs> I have to admit, uh, teeth and all. <laughs> but, you know, son of the person who wore the number 10. Yeah. At Barcelona. And Brazil. So and Brazil. Exactly. Oh, so you talk about pressure and you gave me this hypothetical question of my parents, but imagine Ronaldinho following in his footsteps. I think the son is very brave to then go into Barcelona's academy. Clearly, yeah. Ronaldinho managed to open some doors there, but can you imagine the pressure and the what he has to fulfil if he eventually makes it as a number 10 for Barcelona? Mm, just as uh, Jordi Cruyff, uh, who tried his hand at wearing the number 14. Well, in the studio uh, with us is... Deppen Raj Ganison, who is a sports reporter for the Straits Times. Uh, Deppen, good afternoon. How are you doing, man? Thank you for having me. Uh, good to ha- good to be here. Uh, reason we got you in is because you wrote this article on StraitsTimes.com. Uh, it's a piece for subscribers. Cubs looking to emulate their footballing fathers. Wow. Uh, tell us a little bit about the article. Yeah, so so it was a two-parter. Uh, the first part was, of course, with uh, Ar Sasikuma, who used to be a former national defender. Uh, his sons are currently at the Atletico Madrid Academy. And the other part is, of course, the other Lions, ex-Lions, uh, whose kids are now currently in various academies yeah. uh, around Singapore. And they're all, you know, following their father's footsteps to want to be a professional footballer. So I thought it was a really nice story to do. The, the pack was, of course, Sasikuma, uh, yeah. but I also went to look for other ex-Lions whose kids are pursuing football. That's a nice angle. Yeah, certainly is good journalism, some might say. But I enjoyed that article, especially because it's almost like we talked about it living in your famous father's shadows, right? Yeah. For these kids, it's going to be a huge task to step out of their father's shadows because, yes, R. Sasikuma was the main peg, but even Daniel Bennett, who had a storied career for Singapore, how much pressure do you think is on these kids? Yeah, so uh, for starters, I, I do think there is pressure. I mean, uh, I'm not going to deny that. Uh, but I, I tend to look at it as a big source of inspiration. I mean, you, you wake up, you know who your dad is and you know what he's done. I think it's a brilliant example to follow. Um, and and what, what these fathers, they do is that, you know, I've talked to Daniel Bennett and Sasi Kuma for this piece. And, and they talk about, you know, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, they, they, are, not, they are not living in an environment now where you have to make it in football uh, to, to become somebody. Because in the past, Sasi Kuma was telling me, you know, if you made it as a footballer, 
at that time because the pay was was quite decent mm. you know you you are sorted in some sense but right now football is not the only way you can succeed so mm. as to speak so i think that because their fathers are giving them the good example the good advice uh, not, there's not so much pressure I think pressure comes from yourself I think these kids if they realise the dream of wanting to be a footballer I think they will pressure themselves but I don't think it's coming from their dads I want to look at some timelines here and mm-hmm. travel the multiverse a little bit <laughs> <laughs> um, where do you view supporting local football when Fandi and Abbas and company won us the Malaysia Cup back in I believe 93 or 94 mm-hmm. alright and then you look at Sasikuma Tiger Cup mm. shoulder goal <laughs> I always remember that <laughs> yep. and even the Lions 12 a little bit later and you see the change in support for local football uh, this ideology of these are heroes and here we are now where there are a couple of kings that need to be worked out I mean when these kids are old enough and they look at the support they get from Singapore. And let's face it, we're not fantastic mm. at supporting our local athletes. What's it going to be worth for them? Yeah, it's a very, very valid point. But I think kids these days, and, and especially because I spoke to both of uh, Sasi Kumar's sons, while the dream is to play for Singapore one day, the ultimate dream is to make it in Europe and play for of a club course. there. So, so I don't think, you know, uh, being less supported by Singaporean fans here uh, plays a big role in, in their pursuit of their dreams. Mm, mm, but, but I do think that Singaporeans will look at stories like this and realise that there is something to look forward to. Mm. Because I, I am looking forward to the day where uh, Kian um, and, and Sasikoma's other son, you know, they, they come up to a stage where they are able to play for the Singapore national team. Because uh, let me mm. tell you a story. I was watching the Lion City Cup uh, several years ago and that was the first time I was going to be seeing uh, Iksan Fandi in action. I had heard a lot about Iksan, you know. Irfan was already showing signs mm. of being a, a good player. But this was the first time the public was going to watch Iksan play. And it was against Liverpool and, and the boy ended up scoring a hat-trick against Liverpool. This, yep. and, and then I realised, you know what, in five years' time or, or four years' time, he's going to be playing for the national team. I was very sure. And on the day he played for the national team, I was there. And, and it's just moments like this you will never forget as a Singaporean. Mm. Uh, not just as a football fan, as a Singaporean. So I look forward to moments like this. I think these boys, uh, not just Sasikuma's son, Daniel Bennett's son, and all the other young kids in this age group, I think it's something that Singaporean fans can look forward to because I can attest to it. I've been at these academy matches to watch. We have a huge and good crop of talent that's coming up. Mm. Mm. It's just whether the pipeline follows through and brings them to the highest stage. And just to add on to your point about Iksan Fandi is the example you bring up, right? It's all well and good to have a famous father, but I think the gumption needs to come from within to want to fulfil your potential. We go back to that point of your famous parents can open doors for you, but whether you want to walk through it and reach the very pinnacle of the sport is on the athlete themselves. So to your point, the article may suggest that Sasi has given his two kids a head start by bringing them out to Europe. But in terms of the numbers you reported, in terms of them balancing school, balancing work, balancing sport, I think they've done well to take it upon themselves to do as much as they can with the opportunities given. You know, you use the word balance. One thing I, I found quite nice was that when I spoke to all these parents, uh, it, it's always the case that the dad is playing the bad cop, you know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's tough with the advice. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, after matches, or, or even for Rizal Hassan's son's case, because Rizal used to be goalkeeper for the Lions, he, he tells me that when they are watching EPL matches at home, right. when the goalkeeper makes a mistake, he will tell his son, Ilhan, look, you know, this is something you shouldn't do and then he'll be tough on his son. Mm. And then mm. the mom will come out popping out of the, of the kitchen and say, uh, don't be so harsh on him, la. he's just young. So I think the mothers play a very key role in this yeah. and it's something that we have to, to talk about because I think the mothers play a, a balancing act for, mm. the, for the son. Mm. So 
to 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 the the starting point you know because there's less pressure i think i think there's less pressure when your mums get involved and you know play the good cop role so there's a good balance for the kids elliot i have a question for you just before you jump on right in terms of we talk about the mother playing good cop father playing bad cop because we are talking about storied footballers here do you think the reason they don't put the pressure on their kid yes they're harsh with them but they don't put the pressure on them because some non footballing fathers may want to live through their sons right they want them to become pro athletes just because they never made it so as a parent who's already made it do you think then they don't keep the pressure on the child funny you bring that up because obviously my wife and I don't have kids but we've talked about it and if we had kids and it be it a son or daughter she asked me what would you want your kid to do uh, as a sport and i've been in martial arts for 27 years and i said definitely if i have a daughter i, I obviously preference to 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 girls if i have a daughter i make sure she represents singapore taekwondo karate whatever mm, mm. I don't have a problem if my daughter becomes the next Angelie and is in the ring, the, the you know octagon fighting MMA, and she goes, "Really, you would subject your kid to getting punched?" Don't tell my mother; she'd be even more angry at me. <laughs> But yeah, and it is that point. Yeah. I want to live through my kid. How selfish am I as a parent? Uh, I, I'm guessing the conversation with your wife didn't go so well. Was she supportive as well? She's saying good, but I'm not sure about the competing part. But uh, at least she's okay with them uh, picking up martial arts if we ever have kids. But but I think that 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 is growing. I think a lot of parents here in Singapore. I think they are looking at sports as an avenue for their kids. Uh, I think if you go down Saturday or Sundays to the various academies around Singapore, I think you see a lot of action there, uh, especially with Active SG. Mm. So so I like that. I think yeah. we are we are seeing more parents realizing that uh, sports and recreation is the way to go to allow your kid to relieve some stress. Actually, you brought up the the fundies earlier on, and I got to admit when Irfan was playing, I believe this was one of the C games. Was it 2015 or the one after? I I was watching him. He wore his father's jersey number, number 17. Was playing at a, as a striker mm. uh, at that time, and I went. Oh, this boy has got moves, you know. He's he's big, but he find it's like he's struggling to get in the game. And I was very upset that he wasn't scoring. wasn't I was upset for him. Mm. I, I wasn't against him. Don't get me wrong. I was really supportive of him. I love his dad. And now he's a centre back and he's doing much better. You ever think that maybe sometimes like the Jordi Cruyff sto- story, right? He played left wing just like his father, uh, uh, Johan Cruyff. Mm. Maybe they play a different position. There's less comparison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for sure there will be less comparison. Like for example, I think Irfan is a perfect example. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that when you follow your father's footsteps and play the same position, then you get a lot of insights. Mm. Uh, you, yeah, That's you get a lot of advice. Yeah. 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 So for example, uh, uh, Rizal Hassan's son, right? He started out as an outfield player for school. Right. And then Rizal had a conversation with the son saying, "You know what? There's not a lot of young goalkeepers coming up in Singapore. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, you want to play for the national team? I think goalkeeper that's is the way, the way to go. That's, yes. that's very smart. And, right? and that's a sound advice. And since then, he's gotten a scholarship from Lion City mm, Sailors, mm, the boy, mm, and and he's doing very well at the moment. So I think that the advice and the insights, uh, because it's basically having a 24/7 coach at home, it's right? True. It's yeah. True. So so I think this helps the boys when they follow the footsteps. But at the end of the day, I think the choice should be left to the kid because mm. the kid knows best what his strengths are. Uh, I think the dad and the mom can advise, but it should be left to the kid. Yeah, I think they enjoy it a lot more. All right, we've spoken plenty about this. It's time I bring the elephant into the room and bring up national service. We talk about the Fundy brothers. I think with their dad's advice, they all decided to clear national service early, and they've gone on to receive, uh, achieve uh, success in their careers, early careers. But for the rest of the boys, especially Sasi's boys who are abroad at the moment, NS is going to be a hurdle for them. Um, so, so I I I asked this question to Sasi, and he told me that um, as he was committed to national service, and he called, he said that he served national service twice. You know, one 
the, the actual NS and one, you know, serving the national team. Mm. Sure. So he said he's committed to having his kids do the same. But, you know, he did say during the conversation that when it comes to it, and then we'll, we'll see what happens. So what this basically means is that if the boys at 18, they receive a professional contract offer from, let's say, Atletico Madrid, are you really going to turn that down to come back to serve national service? I'm not quite sure. If you pose that question to me and, and said, would, that, would I make the decision for my kids? I really can't give you an answer because yeah. at the end of the day, I, I am committed to, to having my, my future kids serve national service. But uh, at the expense of them foregoing a professional career... Mm. That's I, a problem, right? Yeah. Uh, you want to be equal to every Singaporean's son as well. But at the same time, you hope for an exemption. I mean, come on. We're all thinking Joseph's schooling and the difference he could have made if he didn't have to serve national service. I'll say it. It's okay. I can answer for that. Although I do think, why can't we look at the South Korean model? Sung Hyung Min, you know, who has done so much for Spurs, flown the flag for Korea in a way. And then when he had to serve national service, you see how it's breaking up into to nice parts. Although, yes, two and a half years or two years is a very long time. But yep. this conversation cannot stop now. We cannot wait until we have a famous Singaporean son playing for a big football club. We can't. we got to set the ecosystem now and encourage young kids. I think to Ripon's point, he mentioned Sassi half-jokingly said he served national service twice, right? Yeah. Almost in green as well as in the red of Singapore. There has to be a point for your national service doesn't have to be holding a weapon and marching. There are other ways to serve your national service and that's a conversation worth having. I think you can do the three months BMT, mm. get the basic stuff out of the way and then you serve national service differently. So at least we can say, yeah, you're combat trained, you've achieved the rank of private, you are qualified to hold a weapon if we need you to. But Singapore doesn't have that policy anyway, right? Yeah, and before people question, you know, uh, whether national service with the national team is the same, I think these players, they, they miss a lot of family time. Of course. You know, they, they miss the high riders, they miss the festive periods yeah. because they're with the national team overseas. Yeah. So I do think that they, they deserve something. But to your point, Elliot, about whether they can serve national service later on, mm. I, I completely agree with that. Because for me, at the end of the day, what's important is the time period spent away from the football field that, you know, that changes you. Yeah. People, people don't understand that one week away from the football field puts you several steps back. Yes. So imagine for the two years you're not playing regular football. Or the swimming pool. It ch yeah, or the swimming pool. Yeah. It changes you. Yeah. So it's very hard to come back from that. Yes, people have done it. There are uh, footballers playing in the Singapore Premier League who have gone through NS and then came back and then still had a career. But if you're talking about the top, top tiers... Nobody is taking two-year break. But and the our kids are so are. short. Exactly. Your career is so short. Yeah. And at 18 to 20 is your prime years of development. We have Alejandro Garnacho uh, playing so well in, yep. the, in, the, in, the, in the Premier League with yep. Manchester United. And then we have our kids stepping into Takong. It's, it's so, so different. Yep. Look, I'm completely with you. And it is those formative years, right? Your 17, 18 is when you talk about spending time away from the pitch being detrimental to your career. It's also muscle memory at that point, right? Where you want to set yourself up for the future. Yeah. Well, this is an evolving conversation that we'll keep having. Mm. Uh, Deepan, certainly hope you continue to write such articles and bring up this awareness. I think it's fantastic. You want to go check it out? Uh, head over to straightstimes.com. Uh, Deepan Raj Gunnison from The Straits Times speaking to us today. Thanks again for your time. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.